Okay, good evening. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bog. And um, if you ask anybody who's on the phone to please mute their, mute their phones, it would be great. Um, so, again, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Bog. And um, hold on one second, please. Um, it, 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 in the fourth Ali of Parsha's bow, in the fourth aliyah that we have of uh, of Parsha's bow, so the the um, the mitzvah of Korban Pesach is given. In this fourth aliyah, we have the mitzvah Hachodesh Hazelachem Rosh Chodashim. This month is free Rosh Chodashim, the beginning of the of the instruction of Korban Pesach, of Kiddush Hachodesh, uh, that that we're instructed here as well. And something which is which is referred to in the very first Rashi of the Torah as mitzvah rishonah shenitztaru Yisrael, the first mitzvah that was given to the Jewish people. As you know, Rashi, in his opening comment on the Torah, he asks the question. He quotes Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak, why did the Torah start with Bereshis? Why didn't the Torah start with what we have in the fourth Ali of this week's parsha with Achodesh Azelachem? She mitzvah rishonah shenitztaru Yisrael, because it's the first mitzvah which the Jewish people were given as a nation. We have the mitzvahs in Bereshis, the mitzvah Purvu, which was given to mankind, the mitzvah of Brismila, the mitzvah of Gid Hanasha. But those were mitzvahs which were given to the Avais and would, would later, of course, Misinai be given to the Jewish people. But the, the assembly of the Jewish people as a nation, when, when the story of our mitzvahs really start, is with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. This is the beginning, the beginning from the story we now move into the realm of mitzvahs. Asks Rashi, in the name of Rav Yitzchak, why did the Torah not just start there? Torah is, after all, it would seem to be a book of mitzvahs, a book of instructions, horo'ah, as some of the Rishonim explain the question. Torah is guidance to teach. So why does the Torah start with Bereshis? Why does the Torah start with the stories? And Rashi famously brings the answer, he quotes the Pasuk in Tehillim, which says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu informed his nation of the power of his actions in order to give them the inheritance, the land of nations. And he was saying, through Masa Bereshis, through the stories that we learn here, we learn about Hashem created the world, and Hashem runs the world, is the master of the world, and when people do right, he gives it to them, when, he, when they do wrong, he takes it away from them, and therefore, they say, that's our deed to Eretz Yisrael. If the nations of the world say, what are you doing here? Who entitled you to this land? You took away the land from the Shiva Goyim, from the seven nations that inhabited it earlier. We say, look at the Torah. The Torah tells us that the history of who gets Eretz Yisrael is something which is guided by the Rabbi Nishalayla. And he took it from them, and he gave it to us. That's what Rashi teaches. That's the purpose of telling this story. Now, it's an interesting thing, and we've discussed at different times that this opening Rashi, the premise of the Rashi, of course, is fascinating. Why did the Torah start with this? Why doesn't it start with HaChodesh HaZalachem? As if the Torah should simply be a book of mitzvahs. And the answer the Gemara gives, the answer Rashi, excuse me, rather gives, is that, well, you know, we, we learn from here, we learn the story, we learn how history is supposed to unfold. But then what happened to the question? Now we know a purpose of simply teaching us the stories of Bereshis? Are they two books? There's one book. And the one book is the book, not only of the instructions, and as in the mitzvahs brought out through HaChodesh and beyond, 
But it is also the book that tells the story, the story of Hashkochas Hashem, the story of how it is that we end up in the land that we're going to be that we call ours. It's because Hakadosh Baruch Hu took it from one and gave it to us. The fact that there's one book, and that book is the book both of the story and the book of the mitzvah, both of the story of how it is that things work work out, and the mitzvah, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us instructions. He tells us what we should do, how we should live our lives, and how we merit that title, that status of Yashra Be'enav, the one who would be right in his eyes. The intersection of those two is a very fundamental lesson of Torah, a fundamental lesson of Torah that the fate which a person has is not a disconnected, a disconnected entity from the way a person lives their lives. In the way the Torah teaches us, yes, we have to be careful to avoid simplistic interpretations or acceptance of the way it is, the way it's presented on a superficial level, the way we sometimes will absorb it. A person does affects the way a person will, 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 be, will, will have. Scharva onesh, reward and punishment, the fact that the idea that the things we do make a difference, that they contribute to, to our fate, to what life is like, what life is like for the Jewish nation, what life is like for a person. That's a fundamental of Torah. We say it, it's part of our Kabbalah Salmach Shamayim. it's part of the way we accept upon ourselves our king, the kingdom of the Rabbonu Shalom. Every day when we say Shema, we have a second paragraph which reads, if you listen to my mitzvahs that I'm instructing you today, then you'll have rain and all the plenty and all the wonderful things. And if you don't, you know, less be careful, yes, withdraw, because then the same way you withdraw from the mitzvahs, I will withdraw from you the rain and I will banish you from the land. You will be lost, Leolena, from the land that I give you. One of the core elements of Tyra is that the story of the world is deeply connected to the mitzvahs. And that's the question and answer which is found there in the Rashi. The Torah which says, and all of the other mitzvahs, that Torah is the same Torah which tells us the story of the ups and downs of where the Jewish people, what we get, what sometimes we have lost. That's the Rashi. Let's now look at this mitzvah, at this aliyah in our parsha, so we can see truly how the mitzvah of HaKadosh HaZalachim, that is, as Rashi titles it, mitzvah rishayin ha-shenitztavu Yisrael. One could question that, that categorization altogether. You know, again, we have mitzvahs in Bereshis, but we understand that here is the beginning of the Jewish people giving, given the task of avodah. Puravu was a mitzvah given to the world. Brismila was establishing the connection, the relationship. It didn't bring with it all kinds of mitzvahs. When we left Gidan Asha the same, it's something which is said there, okay, remember this event. But Yitzias Mitzrayim was to take us out from being Avde Paro, servants of Paro, to be Avde Hashem, to come to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the transformation of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Give praise, you who are now able to serve Hashem. When Moshe Rabbeinu went to Paro, he said, send my people so that they can serve me. And even in the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, which was the mitzvah that took us out of Mitzrayim, 
It's called Avoda Hazos Bachodesh Hazer. This Avoda, we started to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu as the way that we left Mitzrayim through the Korban Pesach. So this mitzvah does have this special status. It's the beginning of the Avoda, the beginning of the Jewish people carrying forth, discharging our obligations in the service of Hakadosh Baruch and look at this mitzvah because this mitzvah is in a certain sense unique where do you have a mitzvah that we're told I want you to go bring the carbon Pesach and that mitzvah right then and there as you do that mitzvah as you place the blood on the doorpost and then you go inside that mitzvah will change your life. Uh, I'm not talking about a pep talk. Oh, I want to tell you about a mitzvah. This mitzvah is going to change your life. I'm talking about something very immediate. If they brought the Korban Pesach and they were Zorik the Dam and they applied the blood to the doorposts and to the lintel of their house, so then what happened? Then the Makkah, then the Mashchis, the destructive force would not come and destroy them. They would be saved by virtue of having performed the mitzvah. It is not utterly unique that in the Torah we have a mitzvah which brings that kind of an immediate result, but it almost is. We have another mitzvah, for example, the mitzvah of hashkah, watering the water, giving, giving the sota to drink. You know, so there, yes, she'll drink the water and we'll be able to tell this way, that way. It also has a miraculous result. But it's not, do this mitzvah and then you'll be rewarded. That's a, a special thing HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into nature, where what, into the miraculous nature at a certain time in Jewish history, that we could do something and we would be able to as well there see an impact, see a miraculous impact as a result. But here, the mitzvah, the act of the mitzvah brought us a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and brought us salvation. Is it not something significant that the mitzvah Rishayna, that the first mitzvah that the Jewish people were commanded to do, was not left as a mitzvah which was an abstraction? Honor your father and your mother so you'll have a long life. That's what it says in the Aseris Hadibras. Keep Shabbos. There are rewards for Shabbos. What are the rewards? Honor your father and mother, you'll have a long life. We don't even always necessarily see that. You know, there's a famous story that the Gemara records about a person who sent his child to go climb and bring him, you know, uh, eggs, so, you know, young chicks from a nest where it was two mitzvahs, kibbut aim and shiluach hakan, send away the mother. Both mitzvahs, it says, and the, the, the child who came down the ladder fell, fell off and died. The Gemara suggests that the, one of the things the Gemara says that maybe was what Achir saw that made him leave the faith. It's a promise that the Torah gives. We have to be careful about superficial readings. The Gemara says, yomim in Olam Haba, it doesn't necessarily mean here in this world. But the Korban Pesach, it means right here. You'll do it in the afternoon, and the effect will be there in the evening. The schar v'onesh of the mitzvah was on display on the spot. Mitzvah Rishayna, the first mitzvah that the Jewish people performed, 
was a mitzvah where this link between the mitzvah and the story of our lives was manifest, was absolutely and immediately clear and demonstrated. That's a significant thing. Korban Pesach, the Yom Tov of Pesach. It's an amazing thing what that word means. What's Pesach? Pesach, as we know, the Pesach says, Asher Pesach al Yisrael HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, so there's a debate exactly how to translate it. Did he skip over, dance over? Did he pass over the houses of the Jewish people? I think we hold that it's Passover, right? Right, but Asher Pesach al Yisrael Baruch Hu. There was a, a Jewish house, there was an Egyptian house, a Jewish house, an Egyptian house, Hashem hit the Egyptian houses, but passed over, skipped, bypassed the Jewish homes. You know what that is? What, what do we call that? We call that Hashkocha Protis. Hashkocha Protis. Divine providence, refined to the T. Everybody got what they were supposed to get. It was, there was no generalized kind of an onish. It was visible in this world, not only reward and punishment, but with such a refined, smart bomb, you know? It got exactly what it was supposed to get, who it was supposed to get, and nothing else, nobody else. That's this story, this first mitzvah. That's what it is there to demonstrate. It's not the normal visibility in life. In fact, it's not even the normal way of Hashgacha. Hashem brings usually things which are events which happen to masses. Every individual's faith is not going to be visible in this world. It rains. It rains on a whole community. The story, the miracle of Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim, accomplished through the mitzvah Rishayin Shinistava by Yisrael, had the refined and perfect hashgacha, which is what we normally assume to be reserved for another world, for an Olam Haba, where of course there's nothing which happens wholesale, but everybody gets exactly, specifically, what it is that they themselves, they individually are supposed to get. In the end of Parsha's bow, there's a famous, this week's parsha. there's a famous commentary from the Ramban. One of the most known and, and rightfully so sections from the Ramban's commentary on the Torah. And the Ramban writes there about the idea of remembering Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The purpose that we had, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, had us remembering Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. From the days of Enosh, the grandson of Adam Arishon, the one who began idol worship, people started to get confused on matters of faith. Some denied the creation of the world. Some of them said there's no God. Some denied Hashem's knowledge of the specifics. And they said, How does God know? How does the one all the way up there know what's going on down here? 
ומהם שיועדו בידיה ומכחישים בהשגחה. And some say, okay, he certainly knows what's going on, but he doesn't involve himself in what's going on. They say people, they're like the fish of the sea. Hashem pays any attention, he knows what's going on down there. So he doesn't know what's going on up here either, over the surface. They would claim there's no reward, there's no punishment. Hashem just abandoned the world. But when Hashem shows interest in a community or an individual, and he will perform a miracle, which is a deviation from the normal course of things in the world. It will be made perfectly clear to everybody that all these beliefs are false. When you see an open miracle, you see that there's a God, there's a God in the world who's involved and aware, and capable. And when that mofes, when that miracle was predestined, when it was called shot, when it was said that it was going to happen, the truth of prophecy will become clear, that Hashem speaks to people, and He lets the Nevi'im know. And that, he says, is the basis of the entirety of the Torah. That's the basis of the Torah, says the Ramban. That's why over here, when it speaks in Yetzias Mitzrayim, and it's speaking in anticipation about the miracles that will be performed, what it says is, you'll know that I'm Hashem in the midst of the land. I'm Hashem, I'm here, I'm present, I'm involved. And HaKadosh Baruch was able to do all of this. Nothing could stop him. The Mitzrim, the Egyptians, they denied, they doubted. But the story of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, the miracle of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim was there to demonstrate all of these things, all of these elements. Rabbi Moshe Shapira goes and makes a cheshben using this Ramban and beyond that all the 13 principles of faith were demonstrated through the story of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. But most certainly what was demonstrated was a belief in an involved God, an involved God who acts, who intervenes, and who acts and intervenes based on principles of choice, choice resulting in a type of, a type of And so writes the Ramban, that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us so many mitzvahs to remember Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. Because remembering that event is remembering the demonstration that we witnessed of the presence of Hashem within the world, of a world where everything falls exactly where it is supposed to fall. Remembering that is a, 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 a fundamental, a core foundational idea that we have to have in order to be Muhammad b'chol ha And Ramban goes on and he says that uh, if a person a person has no portion in the Torah of Meshur Rabbeinu unless they believe that everything that we experience, they're all miracles. They're all miracles in the sense that they're just not following a simple course of nature, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends things to people, sends things to communities, 
for specific purposes as a result of things that we went through. It's not just it happened. It's, it's meant to be. The person does mitzvahs, the reward lifts him up. If a person does the opposite, it could be cut out. All by the decree of the Rabbeinu Shlomo above. The belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's involved hand in nature is what Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is about and why we remember it all the time. And Pesach, Pesach, it's not just, wow, there's a God, and look, he chose us and he cares. Pesach, the ultimate demonstration of the individual and specific hashkacha, a byproduct of the first mitzvah that was given to the Jewish people. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. I want to take you a further step. There's a place which was equated to Eretz Mitzrayim. A place in Eretz Yisrael, which was equated to Eretz Mitzrayim. What was that place? Stoim. Sadaim, we're told, in the Torah, when Lot went to try to choose where he would live when he was taking leave of Avram, he looked out, he saw Kolkika Hayardin, he saw the plains of the Jordan, and he saw Kigan Hashem Keretz Mitzrayim. It was like paradise, like the garden of Hashem, like the land of Mitzrayim all the way to Tzor. Before Hashem, before Hashem destroyed Sodom and Amorah, that's what it was like. It was beautiful and it was like paradise. What happened in Sodom? What happened in Sodom was destruction was brought upon Sodom. Complete and total destruction. Why? Because of the evil that was performed on a regular basis. That was the, the very culture of Sodom. And therefore it was destroyed. But it wasn't completely destroyed. Excuse me? On one level, yes, Sadaim and the whole city were completely destroyed. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu did something. And that was, he plucked out Lot mitocha hafecha. Lot was not destroyed along with Sadaim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took the one person, when Avram Avinu had his tefillah, and he said, don't destroy the righteous along with the wicked, HaKadosh Baruch Hu listened to the tefillah of Avram, and the Pasuk says, Hashem, it was as HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed Sidom and Amora. I'll read you the Pasuk here in Parshas Vayera. It says as follows. When Hashem destroyed the cities of that plain, Hashem remembered Avram, and he sent out Lot from the midst of the destruction, when he turned over the cities that Lot dwelled in. So he was destroying all the areas around where Lot lived, but he pulled out Lot, and he saved Lot while he destroyed everything else. In that he remembered Avram. What does it mean he remembered Avram? Rashi says he remembered the zechus, the merit, that Lot earned by protecting Avram and Sarah when they were in Mitzrayim and not revealing that they were married to each other. It was a zechus for Avram because HaKadosh Baruch Hu cared for Avram, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu took care of his nephew. But there's another interpretation, which is really the simplest interpretation of them all. Avram Avinu had said to the Rabbana Shalom, I don't want you to destroy the righteous along with the wicked. How could you destroy the righteous along with the wicked? There's no wholesale. You have to show the specifics of Hashkacha. And Lot was righteous. 
relatively speaking, and to some degree objectively. He was Moser Nefesh here for these guests. Hashem pulled out Lot, mitocha hafecha, from the midst of the destruction. That's what happened there in this place called Sadaim. Destruction rained down upon Sadaim, and it was destroyed. It would never be the same. But the righteous were pulled out. The righteous one was pulled out. And it would seem that there's something to be seen in this parallel where we look at Itzias Mitzrayim, Kegan Hashem Keretz Mitzrayim, where destruction was brought upon Mitzrayim, not destruction to the tune of Gofris Vamelach Sreifa Kolartza. Yes, it was different than the destruction of Sodom. It was different than the destruction of Sodom. But Mitzrayim, in the great sense, was destroyed. What does it say after the Jewish people left Mitzrayim? What's it going to say in next week's parsha? As you saw Mitzrayim today, you'll never see it again. Mitzrayim was destroyed. But part of the destruction of Mitzrayim was the plucking out of the righteous Kal Yisrael from the midst of Mitzrayim that was being destroyed. Goy, Mikerev goy, oyhani so elokim lavoi lakachas loy goy mikerev goy b'masayis b'masayis u'maksim u'milchamal v'yarchazachol v'zoyinetuya. Has it ever happened that Hakadosh Baruch Hu pulled one nation out from the midst of another with these outstanding miracles, like Hashem did in Mitzrayim? What does that mean? Hashem never pulled a nation out from another nation. It's more arguably than just that He separated Yisrael from Mitzrayim, as He was destroying Mitzrayim. There was a nation which was meshed, enmeshed, I should say, in Mitzrayim. The Jewish people were there, so mixed in with Mitzrayim. And what happened? HaKadosh Baruch Hu pulled us out. Goy of Goy. Mitzrayim, when he turned over Mitzrayim, but he pulled us out. That's the Korban Pesach. That's the entire Tzura of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, is to show the extent to which HaKadosh Baruch Hu, very, very particularly, will distinguish in reality the righteous from the wicked. This first mitzvah, Shemitztavu by Yisrael, is the mitzvah which is Yisod Ha'emuna, the foundation of our faith. That it makes a difference that ultimately the actions which a person does determine whether we're inside we're outside, whether we're included in the difficulty which Mitzrayim experiences, or we are the object of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's salvation, that he takes us out, that he pulls us out from, from within, from within that. It's the first mitzvah which is given to the Jewish people. It is an irony, and one that we have to consider, that this level of visibility while it was offered, provided in the case of Pesach Mitzrayim, but this level of visibility does not become the norm for us in life. Not at all. We once shared before, maybe more than once, uh, but I think maybe once in this context, in this shiur, that it's an amazing thing that 
we don't treat Sodom as the holiest place in the world. Because look, Sodom was a place where the din of the Rabbana Shalom was so vivid and clear. Right? No person has any theological problems with the story of Sodom. Does anybody have any theological problems with the story of Sodom? They were terrible. The people of Sodom were horrible. And it wasn't like they once did something horrible. Right before he destroyed them, he gave them a big test. He sent in a couple of guests. And look what they did to them. Tried to do to them. The people of Sodom were horrible. They learned nothing from Avram. Hashem destroyed them. He didn't destroy the righteous along with the wicked. He pulled out the righteous from the midst. It was perfect. But we don't treat Sodom like a holy place. Instead, what do we treat like a holy place? The Beis HaMikdash. Right? That's the holy place. I say, Vayera, the beginning of Parshas Vayera, you have the story of Sodom. Sodom is forgotten as a site. But we pray, everything we pray towards the Beis HaMikdash. When was the Beis HaMikdash dedicated? Based on what? It was based on the story of the Akedah. What happened in the story of the Akedah? Chosh Baruch went, he singled out one person for destruction. Who was that person? The righteous son of the most righteous person in the world. And that's the place of the Beis HaMikdash. It's the opposite of Sadaim. Akedah is the biggest question in the world. Right? Who understands the Akedah? Okay, so I have all kinds of nice, interesting explanations of Akedah, like I'm sure you do, how you understand it. But, you know, we, we worked hard to understand what could possibly mean. Why did Hashem give such a mitzvah? You look at the Akedah, you see questions. You look at Sodom, you see answers. So the most profound lesson of that, to some degree, is that the place for HaKadosh Baruch in this world is not visible. It's not where you have all the answers to the questions. If you want to find the Rebbe in this world, you find them in a place where mistorim, it's hidden, it's mysterious, if we can make a Hebrew-English pun. The, the Mokam HaMikdash is a place where you know that the Rabbi is there, but you also know that you can't understand fully well the Rabbi Shalom and his command and his instruction and, and, and the path in which he's sending us. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was what would ultimately lead the Jewish people to Migdash Hashem Kainu Yadecha, to bring us back to the Harabais. Because this foundation which we were blessed to have of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, this which serves as the Yosed, the Pina, the, the foundation, the firm peg that holds our whole faith in place, is the experience of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the ability to see action result. We, we serve HaKadosh Baruch we do for HaKadosh Baruch and HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us. Yes, it's interesting that it is in the places like Mitzrayim, which is considered to be so remote from holiness, so opposite 
of the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? We talked last week about the difference between Mitzrayim and Eretz Yisrael. Ene Hashem Eretz Yisrael is so, the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are on it all the time through the rains. Mitzrayim is removed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But in there, Dafke, in there, we have the story of the most amazing Hashgacha Pratis. Because that's Mitzvah Rishayna. That's the beginning. That's the link between the section of the Torah, which is the stories, which is Bereshis Til Parshas Bo, and the section of the story, which is the mitzvahs. Of course, there are stories on this side and there are some mitzvahs on this side, but you understand, this is the dividing line. This is where now we start getting serious. Okay, we'll still have Beshalach, but we're going to have Yisrael and Matan Torah and Mishpatim and building the Mishkan and Vayikra. You know, they're going to be long stretches without a story. The dividing line, the bridge between the story and the mitzvah is Karban Pesach. Because that tells you, that shows you, that demonstrates to you is that the mitzvah writes the story. That are following the world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, That's what makes for Kayach Masav. That's what empowers HaKadosh Baruch Hu's actions for us. Or heaven forbid, his actions in whatever direction those actions go. It's the foundation of the Torah that we have to bring with us to the Migdash Hashem to the rest of life where it's not as clear, where it's not always going to be as clear. This is what I wanted to share with you. Emuna for a Jew is not just belief that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the power to do everything. It's not just belief in the Kayachat in the power to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's able to intervene on our behalf. He responds to tefillahs, he responds to prayers. Again, we can't always dictate. That's, of course, that's a big, big part of Emunah. But the fundamental of Emunah that is brought out through Mitzvah Yisraelish and Yitzhavu by Yisrael, is that it is in the choices which we make as people to do that which is tov, that we decide whether we have chayim, that we decide whether we have life. And while, again, it's not always going to be visible immediately in the here and now, in our world, our world where the center of the world is the world of the Akedah, the world of the enigmatic, trying to be able to see we know there's a connection, but we can't see it. We don't understand it at all. But we know there's a connection. And Pesach, literally Pesach, literally that passing over of the houses, that mitzvah rishayin of Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim, do this mitzvah, and through that you gain life, and you'll see it right now. That's a foundation which we have to live with, which has to serve as an understanding, as setting the tone for what Torah is. Kol kula. In the beginning of the Torah, Rashi asks, why does it even tell us the stories of Bereshis? It's to tell you the course of history. Why does it tell us the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? The story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim doesn't just tell us. It tells us to make it part of our consciousness to think about it every day, to recall it orally, every day and every night. 
Because in that story, we not only saw the power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we saw the power that we have to chart the response and the reaction of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to us. We saw Vahayim Shamayat Yishmael Mitzvah We saw Yimbuchu Kaisei Telechu. We saw that life revolves around the goodness which we managed to perform ourselves and that, that we could manage to bring to others. May we always be conscious of this. May we always be aware of it. And may we be zeichet to see clear and vivid positive results from the good choices that it is in all of our hands to make. Thank you, Rabbi. Good night. Mm-hmm.